Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Own Your Awkward podcast. I'm your host, Andy Vargo, and today we have an author, J.C. Allen. J.C., welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, glad to have you on. So, J.C., in a couple minutes, I'm going to ask you what makes you so awkward so that you can share that with the world. Uh, But before that, why don't we uh, let them get to know you a little bit? Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're from? Well, I'm currently living in West Hartford, Connecticut. I have lived like all over the United States. But anyway, um, I am kind of a pianist turned pastry chef turned author. <laughs> um, nice. Basically, life has changed. I have adapted. Um, although the last one was actually a choice for me, and it was really what I had always wanted to do. And mm-hmm. finally got to a point in life where I said, why am I not doing this? Yeah, I have right. absolutely nothing to lose. You know, there, you know, and everything's again. Um, so I literally about less than a year ago made the decision. Um, in May, I quit my baking job for two months to um, finish the one of the larger projects that I've been working on. Um, you know, in the meantime, I've been writing other stuff and things as well, but. Um, I wanted to finish, finish this one because um, uh, it's a book titled Song of the Whippoorwill, and it's actually based on a true story. I do have permission to have written it, um, but it's just a really great story. Um, I mean, technically it would probably be classified as a romance. Um, it's an LGBT, LGBT story, excuse me. Um, uh, two guys actually grow up as friends, and later on, some things change, um, and then some life happens, and I can't, I can't give too much away, obviously. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> i got to save um, some details for the readers. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, the biggest thing is it's based on a true story, and it's just a really great story about life and about dealing with life as it comes and dealing with it well in the good in life and even seeing the good in situations that may not look so good or may not be so good. Um, but I mean, there's always something good you can find in absolutely everything that happens in life. Um, so that will be coming out about December 15th. Oh, excuse me. Awesome. Uh, So about a month away? Yeah, about a month away. All right. I love that. And um, I've been privileged to see some um, sneak peeks, and I've gotten partway through the advanced version that I have. And I have to say, I don't read a lot of – a lot of what I read is either either nonfiction or self-help type books. I don't read a lot of of fiction or romance. And, And I know you said this is based on a true story. It's a romantical true story from my perspective, but I, I don't know how it would compare to a romance, but I know that I would say what I've read is extremely inspirational. Yeah, a lot of it is I kind of you know try to intentionally steer it that way because I mean I mean it is very much romantic. There's a lot of romantic stuff in it and I mean which is great. Um but yeah, I mean a lot of it is really about just 
um, you know, letting the story inspire you to live a better life yourself. You know, and even if yeah. your situation isn't exactly what's going on in the book, I tried to write things in a way where regardless of what you may be facing, you could take something away from that and apply it to your life. Sure. And and I think that when you read something, you know that that this that the events actually happen, that there's a true story behind it. It, it helps you understand that someone has made it through this already. Someone has dealt with this. Someone has gotten their life to the place they want already with these situations. And I think that makes, that creates so much motivation and inspiration for everybody. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's this, yeah. Excuse me. Um, Yeah. And this, I mean, that was one of the most difficult things about writing it, especially that last like one third where, I mean, it does mm-hmm. kind of, <laughs> um, and it just, I wanted to make sure that I put things in a way that anybody who read it could take something away from it, which isn't really right. easy to do as I thought it was going to be at first. Um, mm-hmm. But I, hopefully I did do that. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I have to say, I, I, as an author as well, I know, what you mean about that last third, because I, I feel like the hardest part of writing is the, the first sentence and then the last third of whatever you're doing, because you've already used up all your good ideas. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then, and then you've got to go back and bring it together. Oh, exactly. And I wrote, I actually wrote the ending first, but oh, great. that like literally that first sentence, I rewrote mm-hmm. over 20. Yeah, um, I actually, I had counted it. It was like twenty three times I rewrote that sentence. <laughs> did you save all the versions of it so you can watch it? I did. Actually, I, I, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I mean, and I just like I just kept going through, and I you know have a separate notebook for all that kind of stuff, and and I just each version of it. No, I wanted this right. No, that's not right. No, <laughs> and right. so finally I settled on on that one, um, and I shall be changing it. <laughs> well, and I, I think that, uh, you know, for an author or an artist of any type, crafting crafting whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're writing with words or painting a picture, you keep adjusting it and tweaking it. It's like finding the person that you love or buying the house that you want. At, at some point, you walk into one and you know it's home or you meet somebody and you just click with them. And, and that's how this is. At some point, that first sentence, you're going to be like, that's the one. Exactly. Exactly. I did the same thing with the title. Um, I, I months. I usually, I, I try to, I like to have at least a working title. So, you know, to give mm-hmm. me some idea what I'm working with. And right. I, I, I could not get a title. And for months and months, I was like just going insane because I'm trying to work on this and I couldn't find a title. One day I happened to be online, saw something on Facebook, clicked on it accidentally about whippoorwills <laughs> and ended right. up spending three hours going down this internet rabbit hole. Um, but at the very bottom, I found this really great folk tale that has been out of use for over a hundred years. <laughs> oh, um, awesome. About whippoorwills that just happened to apply perfectly to the storyline. Um, so I, I ended up having to go back and rewrite 
uh, probably five chapters to write the whipper whip okay. into it. <laughs> right, and and just in case people missed earlier, so the title is the song of the whippoorwill. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to rewrite about five chapters to to okay. to work it in so it to, to get it to fit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it totally worth. So you've um, got to be excited having that done and and about to be out on the market. Oh yes, I am so excited. Although it is happening much sooner than I expected, my timeline had put me uh, at about the end of February of 2019, and I'm basically about done now. Have a couple little things I want to like double check, make sure I'm happy with them, and then everything's good to go. Perfect. Perfect. So, JC, what is uh, what is it that you're so awkward about, or that you've had to learn how to own in order to uh, get to where you are today, where you're doing what you dream to do? Um, you know, actually, it was this experience really. Um, there was kind of a, a moment where, you know, I'm generally a pretty confident person. I mean, you know, I'm. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. I work on my weaknesses until they become a strength, and then I move on and start working on something else. Mm-hmm. And this was such completely uncharted territory for me that one day I realized if if I was going to do this, I didn't have any choice but to have someone else who believed in me more than I believed in myself. Oh, wow. That's and powerful. that was really, yeah, I mean, that was a very uncomfortable feeling. It's still uncomfortable, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, because that's something I'm going to continue to need. You know, um, you know, hopefully this is the worst, one of the worst books I ever write. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, your writing is one of those things that the best thing you do won't be done until you're dead. <laughs> so, um, you yeah, know, because. You know, they'll never really, you know, as long as you're still writing, they're going to just, you know, you you could write something better. Hopefully everything I write after this is better and better and better. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of uh, progress. But so I'm going to continue to need that. So I've, like, made a choice to do something where I am going to be dependent on other people at times to have enough, you know, to have their faith in me push me through. And right. I, I've so, never really had that experience before. It, it was really gut wrenching. <laughs> um, right. So you I'm consciously chose to find someone that believes in you more than you believe in yourself when it comes to your being a writer. Do I understand yeah. that right? And, yeah. I mean, and luckily, I had a couple people. Yeah. You know, okay. Um, I was gonna say, did you yeah. put a Craigslist ad out or what? Like author seeking motivation? No. <laughs> so I mean. You know, it it did make me think, though. I mean, you know, they say, you know, the number one reason people, you know, don't follow their dreams is because of fear, which is certainly, certainly true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would think a big part of it also has to be, you know, who's going to believe in me when I can't right. believe in myself? You know, so it's something exactly. everybody, you know, and it was just, I mean, it was kind of like a major epiphany for me. Like, I don't have a choice. 
I have to have someone else who believes in me more than I do. You know, mm-hmm. so that I can get through those days when I want to say, screw this, it's not worth it. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so if that makes any sense. <laughs> it does. I, I think um, I think some of our, our listeners might pull back a little bit because there's a fear of codependency or a fear of not taking control of your own destiny and happiness and relying too much on feedback for others. Uh, but I understand where you're coming from because I, I do know there are moments where I've had some dark days in the last couple of years. And there were, there are moments where looking at people that I loved and respected and cared about, I would tell myself it is not something to be taken lightly when someone that you respect believes in you. Exactly. And, exactly. And sometimes, yeah. And, and sometimes you do need that motivation of, if they believe me, why am I being so hard on myself? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So how so how do you keep that in front of you, or how do you how do you foster that relationship or that drive if your friends don't reach out to you, or if 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 you're not quite sure how to feel? Um. Very gender. Actually, I <laughs> I save emails. I save messages. Um. Okay. I think I showed you one of the emails that I got from someone, uh, yeah. you know, who would, you know, yeah. And I, I mean, I say stuff like that, you know, because people get busy, you know, people have lives mm-hmm. and always be right there. So yeah, I say stuff like that, you know, and I print it. I, my walls are covered in things that people would, you know, say to me that, you know, if I were, you know, feeling like maybe I wasn't quite adequate, you know, and, yeah, I mean, just mostly that. I just have tons of stuff all over my walls, um, you know. And generally, you know, they're pretty good. I mean, like I said, I have two or three people that I can kind of reach out to that are always there. So if one of them isn't there, there's, you know, usually one of the others is, um, which I'm very lucky mm-hmm. that way because you know I do have a few. And um, but yeah, mostly just printed things I can see, I can look at, they're right in front of me every day. Every time I look up from my desk, there it is. That is awesome. And I, I think we forget the value of keeping things right in front of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many I mean, times, like... In front of you, okay. you know, I'm playing out of mind, you know. Um, so, yeah, I have to keep things in front of me or I will just you know, ignore them or forget them or. <laughs> mhm. Well, and I think it's um, it's interesting that you know we forget to motivate ourselves or we forget. Like I think that you, you mentioned, you had one that you shared with me last week, and that was a note that you found. I believe what were you cleaning or, or looking for something else, and you, that popped up in front of you. Oh yeah, I was yeah. I was, sorting through a stack of papers that I don't even know where they came from. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it was just, I thought I had lost it. And yeah, it was, I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, so I ended up, I actually ended up printing that one up. I printed an extra copy and, and tossed it up and then printed another copy to keep in an actual file, in a filing cabinet. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's such a smart idea because, um, I think we're, we're always chasing this different kind of motivation, but the the best motivation is when people believe in you and when people 
that, that you know, when they're saying, oh, don't give up or it, cause you don't want to let down other people more. So at least for myself, than I care about letting myself down. And it's not, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it's not something I need every day, but every mm-hmm. day I know that I'm going to need it. You know, oh, right. I'm so much more conscious of the fact that, yeah, I mean, there's going to come another time when I'm going to be faced with a decision or, you know, I mean, you know, somebody's going to come to me and be like, hey, you know, can you write us a screenplay? And in the back of my mind, I'm going to think, I've never written a screenplay. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that. I'm going to say, sure, yeah, I can do that. And then I'll kick myself later. <laughs> but, right. You know, and I need somebody to say, you know what, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've thought about that. When I look back on opportunities that I've had the last couple of years, there's a few that I inadvertently passed on by saying, I don't know how or I haven't done that yet, instead of saying, sure, I can do it. Because I know I can figure out how to do it. I just have always been brutally honest and sometimes, you know, like hurtfully honest about myself when I say, oh, I haven't done this yet, but I'll figure it out for you. Instead of saying, I can do that, I don't have any doubt that I'll – they'll have it done. Yeah. Exactly. And then of course, like you said, kicking yourself afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. So now you've got this book all done about ready to go. What's, what's next on the radar? Is it, is it book tours and signing parties or uh, you got um, another, you got more writing in the works? I I actually have two more books planned. Um, and, oh, I also wanted to mention before I forget, I will actually be donating 10% of the first year's profits from the Song of the Whippoorwill to the American Cancer Society. Oh, um, beautiful. So, and of course, yeah, and, and that will be at the end of, you know, from whatever the, the uh, December 15th till next December 15th. Um, once right. it's over, okay. we'll and see what the profits are. 10% of that will be donated. Uh, to the American Cancer Society. Um, amazing. I have a couple more books outlined, and but I also really want to do. I, I am all about supporting good, you know, nonprofit organizations that are doing good for the community, and you know, just giving back as much as possible. And so, what I think I really want to take probably next fall. I considered it in the spring, but I think I'm going to push it back to the fall um, because I can hit some university campuses and things this way. But I want mm-hmm. to do a, um, a road trip reading tour and uh, oh. use it to help raise awareness about LGBT, LGBT youth homelessness and um, okay. to raise some funds. So like a portion of whatever's made during that time uh, will be donated to organizations that help um, LGBT homeless youth or youth that are at, you know, at risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, obviously, like, I just came up with it last week, so um, I'm kind of, you know, looking at it. And if there's looking anybody... The details, still. Yeah, I mean, if there's anybody who knows of someplace, you know, a gay straight alliance of the school, a university center, local LGBT center, library, whatever. I mean, feel free to hit me up on Facebook 
and let me know, and I will that location in mind for you know for when uh, for the tour. I start making some more concrete plans. Okay, and just so everybody knows, um, you can find JC Allen on Facebook um, using that name uh, initials JC last name Allen A L L E N. There is a link in the description to the show, so you can click on that to easily go directly to his Facebook page as well. So, JC, what is it, uh, you know, in your description, you talk about having a passion for writing and, and determined to not, you know, that that a belief that success is determined not by the great things one achieves, but their ability to empower others. Um, what is it that drives you to write and want to write so much? Um, I want to write, my main mission in writing is to write things that challenge people to live more authentically. And the reason I do that is because of my belief about success. And that is that there's nothing you will experience in your life that is more empowering than being true to yourself. Um, right. I definitely you know, believe that. Yeah. I mean, it is the most empowering experience you can have. And um, so, yeah, I, I, and it's just, excuse me. Um, so it's mostly just following in line with, you know, what can I do to, to empower others to succeed and achieve, you know, whatever their greatness may be. I mean, it could be being president. We could use a new one. And, you know, or it could be just being a really great parent, you know, whatever your mm-hmm. greatness is, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, it, that's all completely relative. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really, really what it's about more than anything. You know, I mean, you know, you know, obviously, you know, people have to make a living and so forth. But um, that's really why I chose to become a writer, was so that I can mm-hmm. give something back. Um, you know, I mean, I haven't had a perfect life, but my life has been pretty good. And I've been very mm-hmm. blessed with a lot of good friends, my family. Um, I don't know, and I just love giving back. I love seeing other people do well, you know. Yeah. Well, and I I think you brought up, you, you mentioned a really good, very powerful point in that, um, how did you word it, that you want to empower people for their greatness, whatever it is, because too often, I believe we find that we equate greatness to professional success or career advancement, and mm-hmm. it isn't related nearly enough to being a great person and excelling and being authentic with what you're doing, regardless of if that's in your personal life or a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have projects that you'll be putting out there outside of books or, um, or can people Um, see things from you on your Facebook page to keep motivated or, I do have – I've been working on getting some uh, some posts ready. I do have a few ready to actually – or almost ready to actually get done up. I am extre- – well, as you know, I am extremely technologically challenged. So, sure. um, You're a writer, yeah. not, a, not a techie. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out little by little. So, I'm, I'm, I do have a couple things. I got almost the way I want them. 
so I can get them posted. And um, and a couple other ideas that I have that shouldn't be too difficult for me to put together so I can actually start getting some more stuff up um, uh, on my uh, Facebook. And I'm also right. working and I, and on I'm trying to figure out uh, LinkedIn and which okay, yeah, expand the social network. Yeah, social networks yeah. are a beast because you, as soon as you get one down, the next one has a completely different level of intricacies and differences exactly. and nuances. So it's, it can be a little daunting. Get, learn one at a time, and then once you're comfortable with that, move on, and, and you, it'll be great. Ooh, uh, it's amazing. I know I've seen some of the quotes that you've done on your Facebook posts that I believe some of them are quotes directly from Song of the Whippoorwill. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, um, I'm i actually going through – I. Um, uh, trying to find some photos to you know that are public domain, so I'm not like stealing anything from anyone. Um, uh, but as well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, the other day I spent, or actually, what I spent two days on that one photo trying to get that little blur right. out, so that I, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I do have, yeah, I do have several. I mean, I could just post quotes. That would be like the most sensible thing to do. Um, but, you know, why do that when you can make it complicated? Right, exactly. <laughs> why not make it more fun, right? Exactly. Well, we're getting down to just, we're getting down to just a couple more minutes here, but um, what what's some imparting wisdom or a quote you want to leave our, our audience with uh, that uh, mm. to, to really help them move forward this week? I would say that we all experience times in our lives when we need someone who believes in us more than we do ourselves. If you are at a place where you don't need someone like that, then be someone like that. Ah, um, if you do need that someone and you don't think you have that someone, there is probably someone out there who does. But mm-hmm. if you look and can't find them, you know, I'm on Facebook. Right. Send me a message, no, send me a friend request. I I'm there probably more often than I should be. So, <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah. No, that's beautiful. I like that. I, I I like how you say if you don't need someone, then be someone because, uh, you know that's that's what it comes down to. You can't have you know relationships are a two way street and. And sometimes you start out a relationship by giving and not by taking or, or needing. And and you, who knows where that will help you down the road as well. Exactly. Well, JC, I'm so appreciative of you taking the time to join us today and, and getting your head out of the uh, the notebook to uh, share your story. Oh, thank um, you so much. Remember, for yeah, thank you. Remember, listeners, you can find JC on JC Allen at Facebook, and uh, tune in next week for another episode of Own Your Awkward. Um, thank you so much, JC, and uh, have a great day. Thank you. You too.